for the listeners that are tuning in, we've been talking for about 11 minutes and nothing's been fucking recorded. <laughs> well, welcome to <laughs> Talk to Trev, another chat session that <laughs> hasn't been recorded. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, so we've got Raven Chaos from Deadline uh, is chatting to us and uh, we're going to be talking about the new album. It's our 20th of June. Correct. Yeah. 20th of June. Okay, it's called Cathedral Point, yep. and it's coming out to all digital channels and all the normal outlets. Um, Correct, what can we, yeah. what can, what can we expect from it? Yeah, um, I think it's an, and it's an, well, obviously I'll think that, but it's an excellent uh, evolution from Black Wolf City. A lot more energy, a lot more, uh, a lot more power. The songs are faster. The songs are heavier, more aggressive. You know, the the, the topics or the lyrical topics and themes, quite, uh, quite. Um, thought-provoking and um, you know where, where Black Wolf City left off with, uh, with the, the song uh, Hostage to Monica which was probably the heaviest on, on that album. Uh, this this album is just uh, kicking off straight straight from there and uh, hopefully hopefully uh, nine songs of orgasmic heavy metal. Awesome. Uh, yes, we, were talk- we were touching on uh, earlier um, that your fitness levels have to be sort of really up there now and the days of partying and like you see all, all the old heavy metal bands of past they're getting all their shit together and everything like that and now yeah this is this is i mean you have to be on top of your game don't you absolutely yeah um i think we're probably the most unrock and roll band in the history <laughs> of bands you know very, very very few of us drink no one in the boat band smokes you know um there's not a lot of late nights or partying, you know, we, well, we like having fun uh, yeah. before, during and after shows, but, you know, nothing, nothing extravagant or over the top and, and purely because we pride ourselves on our, on our live show and so we, we take a lot of pride in, in, in keeping fit and, um, you know, dressing right uh, because, after, you know, on stage we, we, we're a unit and we are about to put on a deadline show and there's certain boxes that need to be ticked, you know. The awards that you guys have won uh, through the <clears throat> South African Metal Music Awards, 2016 Best Newcomer, 2017 Best Old School Metal Band and Best Live Act, 2018 Best yep. Old School Metal Band. What do you reckon is going to, I mean, that's a, that's a testament to, to how you guys play because Gilby from SME Fusion Radio turned me on to you guys and... Yeah. You just said these guys are like such a high energy on stage you know that coincides with keeping fit and everything like that mm-hmm. and all those, yeah. all those awards are, I, mean, I mean that's obviously testament to how you guys are live yeah i'd like to think so um we never not in a million years when we started this you know in 2014 if we ever think uh we'd be getting awards uh never mind awards you know, for, for things like best live act or best old school metal or anything like that. So uh, we're just grateful for anything, any kind of recognition that it comes in uh, an actual award or being nominated. Uh, and it's, it's great, man. We really love it. So you're part of the new wave of South African heavy metal. Yes, new awesome. New awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a new awesome with Jesse Switchblade, Sculprit, Judgmental, Bastille, Dizzy Sticks, and Raven Chaos. I'm glad I'm only interviewing you. Yeah, uh, and, and trust me, this uh, <laughs> stage name is a lot uh, easier than my real name, which is Lashek Lots. Oh, man. That, I mean, that's a tongue that's, twister that's, in itself. We've all got these stage names uh, linked to, I suppose, somewhat of a, of, a, of a stage persona. It just makes it kind of easier to get into that mode. And it all stems from uh, Jesse Switchblade. I'm, I'm vocalist our front man you know he wrote who has written this um graphic novel uh idea that he's had since 
late high school, early university days. He's got all these characters with uh, very specific names. And, um, you know, a lot of our album imagery, a lot of um, our concepts and ideas actually come from, from that novel, you know. So, right. in a way, like Black Wolf City and Cathedral Point are concept albums, not in the music, but in the actual uh, visual perspective of it, you know. Um, is, is this is this um, a visual thing that's going to be released as a deadline comic or is it going to be his own thing? No, it will be his own thing eventually. I mean, you know, it's just crazy. I mean, we all have ideas and dreams and things that we want to do and he's, he's, uh, he's always talking about it and I think this has also been a great outlet for him to kind of let release some of those ideas, you know. Right. Um, so we've, we've in, our, in our artwork, just like with... Um, Black Wolf City, same with uh, Cathedral Point. You know, we've got all these little Easter eggs, little, uh, reminiscent of the, the old heavy metal albums of Iron Maiden, where you know you can pick up names of songs or, or continued through themes, etc. So your your um, yep. your influences: Iron Maiden, Megadeth, Metallica, Testament. Testament's the the heavier side of that, besides obviously a little bit of Metallica and Megadeth. What other influences do you do you have personally? Yeah, look. I, uh, um, my personal influences are very, very much um, um, on the on the classic heavy metal side of things. So you know, Judas Priest is my all-time favorite band. Iron Maiden is up there as well. Um, uh, Dio, Wasp, uh, those kind of bands. You know, that's right. that's right. I absolutely love that. Um, but uh, I'm also very much of a, of a hard rocker, soft rocker. I love AOR and you know, grunge, soft rock. But you know, my, my main influences in the uh, that I bring towards the band is the more old school kind of heavy metal stuff. Uh, and those bands are, are generally what everyone in the band also likes. You know, we've got a large uh, area of of commonality when it comes to music. You know, I think out of everyone in the band. Judas Priest is up there in the top three at least, you know, out of everyone. Mm. So that's a common thing that we can, you know, influence that we can grab from everyone. Same with Iron Maiden. And then we all branch into our own little things and our own more alternative or gothic or whatever vibes which we also bring to the table and hopefully um, create uh, some interesting things into the songs. You guys must have been gutted with uh, Judas Priest when they cancelled. Yeah, man, that was oh, that was such a bummer. That was um, air that was let out of that big balloon of ours. But, um, you know, it's made us stronger and um, we we at least uh, is extremely we are extremely grateful for in some way or form being linked to to that to that great uh, heavy metal band that is Judas Priest, you know, it would have been a massive feather in our cap, but yeah, it happened. You know, it happened. I mean, you guys were going to be sharing the stage with um, LA Cobra. LA Cobra, yeah. I mean, bloody hell, what a lineup! LA Cobra, yourselves, and then the Almighty Priest. Hundred percent, yeah. Fucking that, hell. I mean, that would have been was, terrific. Yeah, a dream come true in, in so many ways and forms, you know. Um, any, yeah. any talk of them coming back? Ach, look, I, I, I strongly doubt it um, because obviously you've got your tour cycles and it normally bands, normally or generally, you know, come from uh, Australasia, New Zealand, Australia, and then they come outside, you know. Right. And uh, Priest isn't going back that side for quite some time and obviously everything has been rescheduled for 2021 and they're just doing a massive European thing. So um, I, I, I strongly doubt that they would, you know, very often, even when bands do come here once, they never ever return again. You know? um, so yeah, unfortunately we lost that one. We lost yeah, it. that's, I mean, it's such a pity because that would have been one hell of a show to not only been involved in, but, but to actually see it and obviously get to meet, you know, the heroes of 
you know, metal. But yeah, 100%. Be, be that as it may, I'm sure another touring party will come along by and, you know, you guys will get uh, slotted in there. It gets, gets picked up, yeah. Yeah, let's let's hope so at least. Um, I just want to talk about um, the, the history of um, Deadline. How did yeah. it all begin in 2014? Switchblade was in a Metallica cover band called Gunship. And uh, they were recruiting a, a guitarist and we had a common friend, um, her name was Erin Donlop, and she just said, "Oh, look! By the way, you know, you know, Carlos, he's the, the Metallica tribute band is looking for a for a guitarist, uh, but they also might want to branch out and start doing original." So I thought, "Look, okay, I'm I'm not a good enough guitarist to." to do Metallica stuff, but I certainly have some of my own material. So I went um, to the, the the band rehearsal slash interview, whatever you want to call it, with the, kind of that frame, frame yeah. of reference. And um, uh, I, that was the first time that, because I've never gone out to see them live, that's kind of the first time I, I got to know the guys. And although I, know, I knew Jesse, it was the first time I just saw him performing. And I just thought, well, you know, geez, I really would love to get him on board at some stage, you know, if I, if I had to create something. So that that created a little um, spark inside of me. And then I had, um, we had a common friend in Baz, uh, Baz Steele, our yep. bassist, uh, also a massive heavy metal fan. And I, and I thought, look, I mean, he's he used to be uh, many years ago, the manager for LA Cobra. He absolutely is so passionate about metal. He's got the knowledge, he's got the vibe. He just couldn't play an instrument. So I, I phoned him up and I said, look, dude, I want to start a, a, a band. I want you in it. I'll teach you everything I know um, about the bass guitar uh, until a point, then you must take it over. Are you keen? And he said, yeah, let's, wow. let's give it a go. Jeez, I mean, that, that, that is so unusual because usually it's it's everybody's established in, on the, you know with the instruments and everything. Yeah, 100%, exactly. So, and within a week or two, you know, he, he had bought his uh, BC Rich bass guitar from America, an amp, and I knew, okay, well, that's it. This guy's definitely <laughs> is, is, is in, you know. And um, then um, I can't remember the exact details, but anyway, so uh, we, we got Jesse on board and we just, the three of us just started practicing uh, in, I think, what was Gunship's um, garage at the time, you know, the storage garage. Right. And um, then we, we decided, okay, well, let's take it a step further. Let's get our own storage garage, you know. So we, we created our own storage garage and we got, put the, the word out and the feeler out. And, and then Sean joined, Sculprit joined, he, uh, also via a WhatsApp message or somebody I can't remember or a Facebook post. He came for the audition and uh, we loved him. So that, that's how he got on board. And so the, the, the musicians just kind of, it was a lot of mutual friends and guys who we knew from previous bands bands or in other bands but yeah so the drummers and everyone um, Mark and myself who wasn't our original drummer but I'll, I'll just carry on with Mark um, me and him used to play many many years ago and he had even he didn't even have a drum kit he never th even think he would play you know drums in a heavy metal band ever or wow. you know a and um, I phoned him up and I said dude don't you just want to no but I can't I don't even have a kit I said look if I can sort you out with a kit will you come for the audition yeah but you guys look so hardcore and <laughs> I'm like, yes, just come meet the guys. Just come meet the guys. Do one or two tracks, you know. And and he came through, and he absolutely loved it. He loved the vibe, you know. Obviously, uh, realized that we aren't as hardcore as we look. 
<laughs> and yeah, so Mark was the drummer, and then obviously Jesse, uh, sorry, Jesse, uh, Judgmental was our last uh, guy to join um, in, geez, when was that? 20, late 2018. Wow, okay. He joined. Um, so, uh, and the main idea behind, uh, you know, Judgmental um, joining, it, it, it was actually to replace me because at the time, uh, me and my family were going to immigrate to Australia. Okay. And uh, so, so we got a replacement on board. He learned all my stuff. Before that, he was actually, he did one or two gigs where I or Sean weren't available, you know. So he's an ex extremely accomplished guitarist and he, he would learn our stuff, you know, within a couple of days and play it to perfection. Wow. So he already knew, he already knew the setup and so he was just the natural, the, nat the natural candidate. Uh, obviously then our Australia plans fell through and instead of, you know, getting rid of him or, you know, uh, we just said, look, let's do the Iron Maiden approach and stick mm -hmm. with the three guitars and, and yeah, the rest is history, man. So how do you? I, I find I find it interesting. I know I'm meeting with with all the guitarists and everything, but how do you record? Who plays what? Yeah. So um, it, it's been tricky uh, with the old material because obviously that was only written with two guitars in mind. Right. Uh, and one or two of the tracks of of uh, Cathedral Point, or maybe three, possibly three. Also, or that kind of they came. They, they, you know, they carry over from the from the Black Wolf City era. Um, but then we had to obviously change our paradigm and, and start writing or fixing up what we've already written with three guitars in mind you know and um so you know normally we'll layer it there's always got a guy whether it's myself or judgmental or sculpted doing um you know like the more rhythmy stuff and then we've got lead stuff that we can put over that and then another lead where you can kind of harmonize so we try and keep it different and, and simple uh not simple different as simple as possible yeah so that you can kind of distinguish between the three guitars but i'll, I'll tell you i mean right in the beginning it was you know we had to get used to it uh there is just not enough stages in the, the club scene that can handle deadline <laughs> with six Six, six guys, you know, jumping around, running around crazy. So that was challenging. We had to really uh, relearn to, to do certain kind of stage moves and, and, okay, when this one goes there, we go here or whatever, you know? Right, okay. Uh, so it's been it's been challenging. And then obviously for, for sound engineers to now all of a sudden get three, these three martial stacks of, um, just crunching <laughs> heavy metal coming towards the crowd to mix that into the place now. So I think, yeah, it's been a learning curve for all of us, but I think we're at a stage now where everyone kind of knows, okay, what needs to happen, uh, whether it's the club or, or a sound engineer or, or us. Do you find that that sort of has taught you or you've grown as a musician? Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, I think with, uh, for myself, you know, um, with both uh, Sculpert and Judgmental are phenomenal guitarists and uh, I'm certainly the weakest of the three guitarists. So I've really had to up my game and uh, they've just naturally, you know, it's happened organically, pushed me to a level where, where I, I wouldn't have been uh, okay. in 2014 or 2013. Uh, so, yeah, I think we've got a, a, a very much a, um, we, we all know our capabilities. Yeah. And we, you know, we, when we're writing a song or if somebody presents a song, we'll know, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll do that, I can do that, he can do that, you know, and we all feel comfortable with that. But in that same process, you, you kind of tend to learn what the other guys are doing. 
um, organically and then you're like, oh, well, shit, what, a, what a cool riff or lick that I wouldn't have been able to play and now I can play. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Yeah, They're writing for Cathedral Point. Uh, who's guilty? Yeah. Oh, man, we've all we've always, right from the start, we've taken a, a, a conscious decision to get as many of the, of the, the band members involved as possible, you know. Okay. Uh, so primarily, uh, us three guitarists would, um, you know, have a idea, or, and then we would expand it, share it, uh, expand it a bit more. So all of us, all of us are involved uh, in the, on the music side of things. Um, Carlos is mainly involved on on the lyric side of things, um, and he's got a real, really good knack for. When I say Carlos, I mean Jesse. You see, I yeah. just did it there again. Jesse is, uh, you know, and he's got some uh, over and above his like this this um, novel the graphic novel he's got a lot of stuff from uh, just just putting pen to paper and you know so we bring that to the to the foreground and um, so we're all very much involved but as, as a starting point it's, it's generally one of us three guitarists that'll have uh, something that's been sitting on the shelf that we just kind of dust off or something that we've just been inspired by and we present it to the band and then we just start uh, chipping away and adding everyone's uh, bits and pieces wow okay what's the craziest shit that's happened on stage um well we've 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 had it all man there's been blood um <laughs> on, on knees there's been blood on foreheads the problem with us we, you know we're a guitar a band of with, with so many pointy guitars whether it be <laughs> on the body or, or the or the headstock you know Eyes have been poked, uh, heads have been poked. Um, geez, uh, oaks have been f- falling, tripping over <laughs> cables. Um, you know, Jesse has smashed roofs in with with. Um, he sure uh, does uh, love um, to jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's smashed roofs in with with a, a mic stand or even a fist. <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't think a, a, a deadline show has ever survived a mic stand uh, of any way or so. You know, so so we eventually came to the point where we, we tried to eliminate as many cables as possible. And the first thing we did was we got uh, Jesse uh, for his one of his birthdays. I can't remember, 38 or 39, 37, 38, 39. One of those birthdays, we got him a cordless mic. Wow. Because he's obviously the most, you know, we all pitched in and got him, because uh, he's the one that's just max crazy on stage. <laughs> and then slowly but surely, we all, you know, uh, Bear Steel's also got his, his wireless system on his base. So does, so does um, uh, Sculprit and so does, um, so does Judgmental. I'm the only one that's still going old school. With my, <laughs> Keeping with, it real, with man. With my cable, yeah, with my cable. Uh, but, you know, with only one cable really to worry about now. We're in a far better place than we ever were before. But no, you, you, you see, I would have thought, no, 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 let's, let's just, just keep everything, all the people cabled up and then we'll just limit the damage that gets done because everybody has to be aware <laughs> of all the cables. You've let him loose. You've nah, let, nah. let Jesse's switchblade loose. Yeah, there is no awareness of anything <laughs> when it comes to a deadline show. It's just all is, all is, yeah. So, all I mean, is chaos. Had, you know, all is chaos. So, yeah, I mean, just water spilling, beer spilling, um, you know, pedals being stood on when they should not be sp- stood on, uh, ca- uh, pedal boards being unplugged and all of yeah. a sudden not having any sound, you know, uh, drumsticks flying into backs of Oak's heads. And, uh, <laughs> it's just... 
That's not on accident. That's on purpose. That is on purpose. <laughs> but uh, we, we, we try and um, recover as smoothly and as um, that was planned as possible, you know. So, yeah, no, I, re- I, I remember when you guys opened, uh, you played with, uh, not open, what am I saying? Uh, when you guys played with Lithium when they went up there for their first um, gig in, in Joburg in a hell of a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, my, my brother, Paul, the bassist of Lithium, he um, phoned me back and he just said, just wait till you hear the band Deadline. They are fucking awesome awesome and fun to watch so there okay. you go okay. so if, if it yeah. comes from him then that's it must be gospel awesome man that sounds good thank you for, so much for that compliment yeah no, not a problem it's obviously you know again i'm just touching on the awards you know the best live act in 2017 so it obviously says mm. a lot i mean even gilby from sme said exactly the same they are they're just so mad live and everything watching the the videos of carlos jumping up and down oh, i just did it now as well jesse switchblade <laughs> jumping up and down and going crazy so yeah i mean yeah. it's it, it's good fun and it, and it sounds like good fun, but what do you do in 2020 when there's COVID and you guys can't get out there? Yeah, man, we, we like uh, we like caged wolves. We just wanna, <laughs> we just yeah, we want to be out there. We just want to be playing. We want to be performing. Uh, has has yeah, this look, had a yes. massive? Sorry, I was just gonna say, has this had a massive mm. impact on the recording of Cathedral Point? Luckily, thank the heavy metal gods, all tracking was done. Uh, before before the oh. lockdown or any sort of quarantine, you know, Good time. which obviously made it yeah a lot easier because once it's tracked, you can just send it to the necessary people, you know. Yeah. If anything, um, it's given uh, those involved on behind the scenes now in terms of mixing, mastering, more time because um, you know they, they can't really be doing anything else. Yeah. So um, it hasn't had a massive impact really because of timing. And the only thing that is obviously going to impact is we would have loved to have, uh, you know, um, presented this in in a live roadshow, you know, across across the country, mm. you know, Cape Town, Durban, maybe Bloom, Eastern Cape, somewhere. Yeah. Once the COVID lifts up, are you guys going to be heading down to Cape Town? Absolutely. I can't. I can't see that uh, that we won't we would absolutely love to just hit the stage we love playing in cape town um and we would love to play the album in its entirety to the people that come through to to support you know so yeah the sooner the better the problem is finding venues oh man you are that's such a sad thing actually uh i know mercury just closed down yeah that's right closed down now in cape town as well so that is another challenge we have as well um and you know who who's gonna be able to open up after COVID 19 and Mm actually sustain or because i don't know what crazy kind of live venue restrictions or policies will be put or protocols will be put into place you know can people mosh can't, must they come with a mask i mean it's just mm. you know the goalposts keep keep moving mm-hmm. so mm. absolutely um it, and, and we have the same problem here in Joburg and Victoria in terms of venues you know we've just see them closing one by one unfortunately and it's it's such a sad thing uh, and i think it just boils down to you know there's just not a culture of a massive culture of live music watching in south africa not like yeah. in europe or, or in, in in the states you know i was just so, gonna say it's 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 bloody difficult to be a musician in south africa because i, I find um i'm not saying everybody i'm not generalizing yeah i'm just saying that there's mm people that are just so apathetic that don't want to go to a gig because they'd rather watch something on the internet or something 100 percent, yeah so 
Um, if I can touch on that, you know, we're on this very awkward place in, in the South African heavy metal scene where, you know, our, our target audience is the people who also love old school heavy metal. Mm. Uh, and they tend to be, you know, going on to their 40s, mid 40s, late 50s. And, you know, they just much rather want to chill at home. You know, they, they're going out days is, is, is no more. You know? And if they do go out, it's certainly not to a, a dark Mm. Uh, club somewhere, uh, you know, listening to loud heavy metal. You know, those days are over. So how do you and, get the youngsters uh, in them? Yeah, well, that's the thing. And then we, we don't really, you know, uh, speak to uh, the guys who love um, the younger genre of heavy metals, you know. Yeah. So we've we've had to work very, very hard on convincing them that we are heavy metal, the, the young ones. Was that and, one of the reasons and, for Cathedral Point being a little bit more heavy and faster? I, I think so. Uh, subconsciously, I, I reckon so, um, but like also said, it's happened organically. You know, mm. it, it just just felt like that's where it needs to go now. So yeah, uh, and 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 it's, uh, we have won them over. You know, I think we see a lot of guys that are, are absolute metalcore fans or death metal fans that uh, have a good time. They're just bopping their heads, jumping up and down, and and uh, maybe maybe it's not because of the music, but it's because of the energetic show. Whatever the case is, you know, that they are there and they and they're showing their support. So that's great. I, th I think there's there's got to be some sort of people are going to you know have an outlet to get their angst up and what could be better than watching you guys go fucking crazy and that's the whole point yeah. i mean you bring something across that gets people moving there's nothing worse than going to a gig and just standing there and just looking at the band like you're waiting for them to fuck up or something to say yeah well i knew <laughs> that's what's going to happen i'm just going to bail and go watch netflix or something yeah exactly yeah, 100%. So I, yeah, yeah sure you know, so you guys have got your dedicated fans, the Deadline Heavy Metal crew, the DLHMC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, where, where can we get merch and CDs? And are you actually going to be selling hard copy CDs and stuff like that? Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, we, we just recently launched our, uh, our website and it's got a special merch um, uh, page. Right, and then everything will be in the description yeah. below with clicking on the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube links. We'll, we'll include all the links to the videos and all that sort of stuff. Fantastic, fantastic. And, and there'll yeah, be videos so playing in the background of this chat anyway, so that's all good. So people will be able okay, to see cool. and hear a little bit and, and everything. But merchandise we can get Great. from the website. Mer yeah, merchandise, uh, pictures of, of what's available is, is on there. And then uh, prices, etc., etc., and who you can contact. You know, so... Um, and that's uh, all our, 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 our merch there, um, which is obviously being updated as a, a, you know, a new song or a new album comes out. So, you know, we're very much busy behind the scenes with, uh, with um, uh, you know, we're trying to now get some masks. That seems to be quite popular now. So we're going to have masks. <laughs> yeah, it does seem quite popular. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, when the new album is out, there'll be shirt designs to match the album, etc., etc. So, uh, and then we will definitely have physical copies. I think, you know, we, we, we speak to the, the old school heavy metal fans when, when, and they, they love having something physical and, and something to look through, you know, just like I, I love agree. looking through yeah. Iron, Iron Maiden booklet and, and reading the liner notes, etc., etc., yeah. you know, so. Um, that is very uh, old school, that is. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, re I remember when I was growing up, just, I think we, we had a, a, a record store. It wasn't even a record store. You could actually go there and hire records and go into oh, wow. the very first record 
library that I got was Dia's Holy Diver. And that's, mm-hmm. that was my first heavy metal, proper first heavy metal. And after that came Metallica, Megadeth, Testament. Those are the next three. But I remember yeah. just walking into that shop and just the vinyl, the smell of the vinyl. And, and youngsters nowadays will have no clue what it is to go in store and use those little fingers walking through mm. every single album <laughs> and taking it out of its sleeve and looking it up at an angle to see if there's any scratches on it. Should I hire that or buy it or whatever? And I yeah. remember... Yeah. That. I remember that. I remember that nostalgic. I think about it often now, and I've, I've got a good couple of records, LPs. Do you collect LPs? No, I, I don't. But my dad has a massive collection, a massive, massive collection. So, so I, I have my my collection is vicariously lived through him. <laughs> do you get Do you get a chance to open them up and put them on and play them? Um, occasionally, man. And he's got some great stuff there. You know, I, I remember listening to you know you had Guns and Roses, Appetite for Destruction, and I would just play that album over and over. <laughs> and I, th- I think I think the, the damage done, the majority of damage done is now existing on it, is because I played it just so many times while playing Super Mario Kart or whatever. You know, it, it just takes me back. <laughs> now that's old school. Back. Now, oh, yeah, it, it just ta- it takes me back to just this this magical time you know um so um absolutely and and everyone in this band has got a a massive music collection look i have embraced the whole digital format and platform but you have to don't you i mean it's yeah if you don't you're you're out 100 percent. and it's so convenient because you know a a new album comes out great cool let me go into itunes there it is boom i can listen to it you know i can Mm. save it i download it or whatever you know so uh it, it is convenient but there is something very much to to, to the physical copy. So we're going to be printing our, our very interestingly enough, I'm not sure if you're aware, but uh, we've actually got two different covers yes, for the album coming out. Yeah, yeah. Devo, yes. Devo Graphics sent everything to me. And the link to Devo yeah. is all in the description below. People find out what he does. He's a good man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we, he, he helps us out a lot, man. Great guy, great, uh, you know, just great addition to our team. And um, so we're going to be printing physical copies of, of each, um, individually signed uh, oh, and numbered okay. by the band, which we did with the first one. Was, it was an incredibly popular. Popular. Now, you know, we were sitting there with Devo, uh, not Devo, sorry, uh, with um, Donovan Sloan, who does majority of our, of our artwork. I think he's probably done 90 percent, 95% of it. And um, we were sitting there, myself, uh, Jesse, and Baz Steele. We were sitting, just having a brief with him, and he showed us that what he, you know, envisioned as being the, the artwork. Right. And we're like, wow, this, that, that was the, the red, the fiery blood, uh, blood beast red. Okay. And we're like, geez, this looks incredible, you know? And then, I don't know if it was by accident or he, it was just a moment where he flipped through and, and the, the, the Lilith Immortal purple and blues and yellow one popped up. And we're like, whoa, 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 what, what's this? You know, wait a second. So we sat there kind of deliberating, with, uh, arguing and uh, looking at which one do we want to make the album cover. And I can't remember who, one of us said, well, why don't we just do both? You know, like, kind of like a black uh, ACDC uh, black ice vibe. Yeah, yeah, and, collectors. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah ex- exactly. And um, yeah, we stuck with it. So we've got the two covers. Excellent. And, um, and hopefully people will buy into that. Um, you know, I've got, I'm going to get one of each for myself, purely because obviously I love just having that on record. Um, and the fact that you're in part the of this. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it 100%. does help, I've already, right? <laughs> yeah, I've got my, my number and my, my number already assigned to me, so I'm looking very much looking forward to that. And then we certainly are investigating doing going the vinyl route. I was just going to ask, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, either in one of the colors um, just to have, you know. Uh, yeah. We'll do a limited limited print. I know they're quite expensive. Yeah, I was just going to say, make. they're quite expensive to, to, to run. Limited print is the way to go, yeah. 
yeah. And um, so that hopefully that can grace one or two people's um, you know actual vinyl collection. So it's no, very much looking forward to it. Uh, March in 2019, you released High Tops and Bullet Belts. That's the single of the yes. album. Correct. Yeah. Look, okay. at the stage, it is an, uh, officially a single off the album, but I right. mean, it happened so long ago and it was purely because it was uh, pre the Judas Priest whole thing and we wanted a bit of hype behind that. Right, gotcha. Uh, and, we, and we also saw us recording and releasing Cathedral Point a lot earlier. Um, but yeah, that is uh, essentially the, the, the first um, single off the album and um, we're releasing our second one in... Before I die, a week, I think it's a week or 10 days before uh, the actual album. So just check out all our social media um, things for that. We'll, we'll let you guys know. Okay. All links in the description below, people. You can click on there and find out and link, like, love, share, and do what you need to do. And then I, I see in, in May 2019, you released White Death as a single, but that's off the Black Wolf City album. Yeah, so it was essentially, um, we released the video for it, the, the lyrical ah, video okay. for it. Right. Uh, and for some reason, uh, it, it just became a, a music video slash single. Um, it wasn't really, it, it was an afterthought, you know. Um, but okay. the music video was certainly, certainly uh, great. It's one of our most popular songs. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a crowd pleaser. We absolutely love playing the song. And we just wanted a video for it. And awesome. so the, accompanying the lyric video came the, 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 the afterthought of it being a single. Awesome, man. Full on this deadline. It's it's not a side project. It's full on. That's it. It's a proper thing. It's not like a side project. How do you chill out? Uh, yeah. Um, Okay, well, look, I mean, none of us are, you know, professional musicians and, and none of us are earning a, a living out of, you know, we all have our, have our other things going on in the background. So it's, it's, it's serious in terms of we're 100% dedicated and you want to make this thing work. And we've, mm. Like I said, we've got so much themed content of, of, of where we can go in terms of um, visually because of this lyric uh, these uh, this uh, graphic novel, right? Uh, so we, we see we hopefully see uh, you know a third and a fourth album coming. Uh, but uh, you know when I'm not busy with deadline or writing a song or two, you know I absolutely love just spending time at home. I'm very much an introvert, spending home, home with, uh, at home with the wife and the kids. I love uh, gardening. I love uh, just keeping fit and exercising. Um, so you see people, I think people in heavy metal are real people. 100%, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not lying in a deep crypt somewhere and, you know, coming yeah, out at night yeah, only. You yeah. know, there you go. Normal 100 people. 100%, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, no, there's no burning of anything or sacrifices <laughs> of anything. Just, no, just, we live in South Africa, not Norway. <laughs> wherever, yeah, wherever that happens, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, super chilled. All of us, you know, we all have our things. I think deadline is our escape of our everyday lives, you know. Uh, I haven't worked uh, since January because um, you know, uh, we are like I mentioned earlier, the Australia thing kind of fell through, but we are now it's around the corner of us immigrating to um, to England, me and my family, to the UK. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, to, to Manchester, the home of heavy metal. So, wow. um, you know, we've uh, I haven't worked since January. I've just been tutoring the kids on the Cambridge curriculum mm -hmm. and getting them ready for that side. How are you finding that? So, yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, it's challenging, and it's like thank God I've got uh, I've got bright kids, and um, they are pretty self self sufficient in, in a lot of ways. It's exactly what I'm um, doing. Homeschooling on the Cambridge. Oh, uh, okay, all right, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we do it through a, a company called uh, Think Digital, and yep, it's, it's that's been, where it's, we. Were. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, and it's yeah, it's okay. I, 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 
you know, I, like everyone was panicking when, uh, you know, COVID obviously struck hard, lockdown, and, and all these parents started to, to having to homeschool their kids, and we were already two months ahead of that. Yeah. So yep. it was no panic for us at all, you know. Mm. Um, so on the work side of things, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not working. Uh, I'm just a glorified house house husband. Uh, but I'm keeping things together and uh, just making sure that everything goes as planned when we when we move to England. So, so when you do move, uh, what happens with yeah. deadline? Well, they will absolutely, you know, even though I, you know I started it, uh, it's no certainly hasn't been my you know my band for many many years, and they will they will carry the flag high and and proud. Um, we're obviously very glad that we've kept uh, Warwick on board because he can just naturally slot in now. Yeah, uh, and carry on going. I think everyone is relieved that we're going to be back to a five-piece again. Um, so um, yeah, no, they'll carry on. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm hopefully they would like me to still be involved. I have written one or two songs that they more than welcome to to use and and change and and whatever they want to do, adapt for album number three. You reckon there'll be a couple of guest appearances by yourself then? Uh, certainly, when we come home to visit. Uh, I, I would love to, you know, throw a, a six-piece deadline show or two, and uh, vice versa. You know, with me going that side, it also gives us a home base to maybe invade Europe because that's ultimately where we would love to play mm. and love to spread our wings because we just kind of made for that scene, you know, um, with with what we play and you know how we play it. So that gives us a, a chance to possibly to possibly get going on that side. So. I'll certainly be still give my input and help out where the guys want me to help out and, and set up something that side so that uh, put my feelers out, get a you know a couple of, of club names or bands that we can maybe do some stuff with and get everyone over that side and 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 start playing there. You know, we've also had massive interest from from South America, Brazil, and Argentina. Awesome. Uh, we've been included, yeah, we've been included in some um, compilations and the guys setting up the compilations wow. just want us to to go that side. You know, I mean, there's no more crazy fanatic heavy metal fans than the South Americans uh, so we would absolutely love to spread our wings there too so we'll see you know we, we've got we've got some big plans you've got options all yeah all, all pandemic dependent I suppose <laughs> I'm not gonna say in this chat the new norm I'm not off. Oh, the new norm. Yeah, you just said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Raven Chaos from Deadline. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much That's for awesome. um, chatting to us, and um, it's it's absolutely awesome. I'm, I love the single, and I'm dying to hear what the rest of the album is going to sound like. Um, and the release date is 20th June on all digital platforms. Yeah. That's it, yeah. So um, thank you very much for chatting to us and good luck with the move overseas. Um, and uh, go well and enjoy the uh, Think Digital homeschool. And um, awesome, man. Thank you very much for the opportunity to chat. Man, thank you so much. Great, great questions. And I, I love being, um, love being talking here. So thanks so awesome. much. Have a good one. Thank you, man. Cheers, cheers. Bye. Cheers.